forward to your weapons presentation. Is it better to be feared or respected? And I say, is it too much to ask for both? With that in mind, I humbly present the crown jewel of Stark Industries Freedom Line. It's the first missile system to incorporate our proprietary repulsor technology. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I respectfully disagree. I prefer the weapon you only have to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. Find an excuse to let one of these off the chain, and I personally guarantee you the bad guy chain, and I personally guarantee you the bad guys won't even want to come out of their caves. consideration the Jericho. We throw one of these in with every purchase of 500 million or more. To peace. It's your boy D-Roy at RoyDog underscore 13, R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And this is Dark House Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> I fucking remember to do it today. Oh, it's Thursday. It's the start of week four. Anybody and everybody, your spreadsheets are in your mailboxes. Definitely by the time you hear this considering I sent them out early this morning. Got it done late last night. And uh, that's pretty fucking fantastic, if I do say so myself. This is the first week that we truly use the 2019 DVOA data, which is the most accurate measurement of a defense and how they are proceeding through the season. So that is really exciting because now we can use that and kind of put it up against DVP 
and see if anything is translating anything that's kind of, you know, mind-boggling, something that just doesn't fucking connect. Um, you're going to have your wide receiver cornerback matchups as far, and also your tight end matchups. Um, offensive lines, you know, the whole shebang. So we're running at 100%. I'm really excited. This is the week that I had been looking for. Now, of course, week three was a bit of a disappointment, which really pissed me off because I wanted uh, to go into, you know, this whole, the whole spreadsheet being ready to go uh, with a full head of steam. The thing of it is, is it was there. And I just, me, myself, I didn't utilize it correctly. And that's on me. It's one of those things where you, I have to kind of slap my own hand and be like, uh, do better. Because you are better. And even though I might have lost a little bit of profit last week, and it really wasn't all that much, it still pisses me off when other people lose money based on my work. Uh, which makes me really want to get into week four and get this thing going. Um, but we have to maintain a level head, have to make sure that we are seeing things that we are seeing and make the best choices possible. So uh, going back to week three, I said I was going to have a podcast yesterday, and I did not do it uh, to... Uh, go through what I did. I'll just give you um, the wins and losses based on money for each site. Uh, this is based off of mostly a Matt Stafford lineup. Um, worked out on FanDuel, didn't work out so much on the other sites. Uh, $60.33 went into FanDuel pulled back 114. That was the big boy. Uh, that's the one that kind of saved my ass. Uh, DK had 109 in, and that goes through the primetime slate, brought back 22, 22 bucks. That all came from the primetime slate. That was $12 in uh, for the Sunday, uh, Sunday night football and the Monday night football contest, um, and pulled back $10. Uh, not the greatest, but... I was probably off by about one player. Um, that being Brandon Cooks. Should have had him in the lineup. But I didn't know what was going to go on with Chicago. And uh, uh, Washington on Monday. That was, you could just see it. And that's something that we need to pay attention to for this week too. Uh, Yahoo. Put in 35 bucks. <laughs> put in 35 bucks. Brought back 39 and then Fantasy Draft, I put in uh, $19 and lost my ass on that. That pay, line, that pay line for Fantasy Draft was actually higher than the DK one. It was sitting somewhere uh, about 190 So it was ridiculous um, for last week. But as a whole, I mean, I've been, I've been winning my money on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft. Um, DK, the money that I lost on DK basically went into FanDuel. So it was kind of an offset. The only thing is, so I had a total of $214.33 go in. 
brought back 175 uh, for a net loss of $39.33. Uh, $231.70 uh, uh, profit going or coming out of week two, going into week three, and now going into week four, it is down to 192.37. So, yeah, I don't play a hell, hell of a lot as far as money is concerned. Um, but I mean, what do you what do you want? It's nobody's paying me for this shit. You guys aren't paying for this shit, and that's no that's no dig on anybody. I don't mind doing it for free. Uh, it's kind of fun doing it on your own. Trust the process, and we move on. So we're going to deal with mostly the Thursday night slate uh, as just the showdown slate. Uh, of course, I did not decide to go ahead and pull up DraftKings and FanDuel. I think I'm going to play a little bit of both tonight. So we're going to definitely see what the differences are. Get back into our... Our... Uh, Thursday night swing here. First of all, we got to try and find a contest that we're going to like here. So, NFL in DraftKings. Um, the contest that I really like to play is usually the 20 entry max and try and keep it. Um, give me my showdown sleep, you motherfucker. Um, it's usually a twenty dot. It's usually a twenty entry max, um, depending upon what you're looking at here. Now, there's a couple of different slates on here that I like. Um, both, most of this is always just a pain in the ass because you have such high, high volume of entries in here. Um, so I do not hate anybody who maybe just wants to do something like this. If you want to kind of get out of, like, say, the 20 entry max, which, like I said, it's fine for me. I don't mind it. Um, it's I like it a little bit more on primetime slates than showdowns. Showdowns I don't generally do as well. Um, and that's just because, I mean, anything can possibly happen on any given night. So um, a lot of times what you can do is you can just find... The single entry contest and if you want to run the three lineups like I do go ahead and just enter three different single entry contests and you can do the three different lineups now, in a higher dollar amount um, I'd probably just stick to one single entry which is what we're gonna kind of do here today um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna go ahead and make three Three lineups for you. Um, do not care if anybody uses the lineup. We fucking tie. We make more money. You know what I'm saying? We're all making money. So, um, come on, work, DK. Um, and you're not gonna let me do this, are you? Whore. Um. All right. Well, while I'm getting this ready here, 
So, I've been getting a, a lot of DMs and emails uh, for seasonal. And there seems to be some troubling type of things going on. And what it is is there's a lot of people that just want to do nothing. And it's fine if you want to make trades. I don't, I don't have anything against it. It's, it's all well and good. But a lot of people seem to be making trades just for the sake of making trades. And that's the wrong way to do it. You don't just make a trade just to kind of keep yourself busy and and keep changing up your team. If you're not happy with the team, then you should have fucking drafted it to the way that you wanted it. You should have drafted it not on, you know, my recommendations. You should have just done it on your own if that's what you're trying to do. Changing your team roster over and over and over again is fucking redundant. And it can kind of get dangerous every once in a while because you can get literally caught in the middle of a trade and end up not being able to use players because you get through, like, say, the Thursday contest um, maybe you're trying to get cute and trade it and put in the trade so that, you know, you can utilize the player that you're trading away this week and you're trying to get the guy for, you know, get a new player for next week. So you're trying to time it out to where it doesn't take an effect until like say Monday. But what happens sometimes is sometimes these sites actually bump the time frame up and they'll catch you. They'll catch you right before Sunday starts and you end up screwing yourself because you can't use that player. Now you got to use the new player that you just traded for, but he's in a worse matchup than what you had. So always do trades to make your team better long-term. Not, we're going to make a trade for the short-term. I've had, I've had trade questions come through. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to trade a wide receiver, you know, a couple pieces for a wide receiver. And then I'm going to trade him for a running back. Okay, well, you have no guarantee that that second trade is ever going to be able to go through. So, people sometimes get caught. They'll trade for a better piece because they want to look and make that trade you know, after the coming week, you know, and, and get this other piece, thinking that everything's going to go smoothly. Well, not everybody's going to just fucking trade for, with you. Not everybody gives a shit. 
So don't think two steps ahead. Always think of your current step. You're never going to go. You're never guaranteed to get through all your hurdles to get what you want. So don't trade away players and kill your depth in other areas. Uh, one of the, I've had a couple of trades, you know, that have been real similar. So what you're looking at is like um, uh, I'm trading. I'm trading these two running backs. You know, like a, a decent mid range, and then. Um, you know, incendiary, like, small piece, uh, like wide receiver or something like that. And I'm going to try and get, or actually, you know, like a, yeah, like a, like a mid to high range running back. And the secondary piece is just like whatever. And then I'm going to get this wide receiver. Okay, well, you just um, depleted your running your, your running backs. Or like even two running backs, you know, for the, the one higher end wide receiver. Okay. So... Um, so what happened is they ended up depleting, they were going to deplete their running back core. So they're going to go from like five running backs to like three. They had plenty of wide receivers. They had like six wide receivers, but then they were looking at the wide receiver that they were going to trade and try to get up a higher end running back. Well, if you don't make that trade, what do you got now? Now you have three wide, you have three running backs, and you have six wide receivers. You're off balance. You don't have any in your hand. You, you know, quite possibly one of the running backs was a handcuff for one of the other running backs. So in you know, in truthfulness, he only had two because you're trying to cover a backfield. So. When you're asking me if I, if I would have made a trade, I would have been like, and I would have said, okay, then I, I quite possibly could have screwed your whole team up. You, but more, you know, more truthfulness, you screwed your own team up because you never should have made that, that commitment in the first place to try and uh, make multiple trades. So just be careful when you're doing that shit because you can get yourself caught. You can get yourself killed real easily. All right. Let's take a look at this slate. So we got Eagles at the Packers. There's an F football. Packers favored by four. 46 is the over-under um, as of last night. So, 
we're looking at the Eagles versus the Packers. Packers uh, for DVOA are third. They're second in DVP against a quarterback. So it's going to give us a little bit of hesitation on using Carson Wentz. In the running game, or against the running back Packers, are 22nd uh, in rushing, uh, 17th in the passing game for a running back. And then overall DVP, they are 29th. So they're giving up points right there up the middle. And they're going to have a D tackle and a linebacker out this week. I'm going to pull up that injury report. I know one of them was Owen Burke. <laughs> Maybe be prepared. This is why you don't get paid for your shit. Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay. There it is. Montrevious Adams detackles out. So he's ruled out. Oren Burks uh, was ruled out. He's a he's a linebacker. Uh, I still have a couple of guys questionable. You have Kyler Fackerel, linebacker is questionable, and Zadarius Smith, who's questionable. The Zadarius Smith um, one apparently he hurt his knee on Tuesday, but it doesn't sound serious. But pay attention to that because if one of the Smith guy Smith brothers is out here, um, we're gonna have opportunities like real opportunities uh, because that pass rush isn't going to be nearly as strong. Um, the question is going to come down to what running back we're going to really want for the Eagles. If we use one. And the choices would be between Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, and Darren Sproles. Ooh. Darren Sproles would probably actually be the guy that I almost wonder if the uh, Eagles won't go to. Uh, Miles Sanders had some fumbling issues last week and might actually keep some ownership off of him. Don't hate the idea of using Miles Sanders. It's going to be projected with a lower ownership. Where the fuck is my... Fuck this my snapshot. So we'll need to make a determination. We like in there now. Wide receivers, Elshon Jeffrey is going to be back for this week. Got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside on the other side. He's going to have Alexander, so fuck that. We ain't using him. Aguilar in the slot. Tremont Williams. And that's going to switch in between there. Uh, so, I mean... The only guy that's got a pretty decent matchup is actually Elshon versus King. Um, 
Sutton actually had, was pretty decent against King on the outside. Alexander took care of uh, um, Emmanuel Sanders. That's what shut him down. I looked at Emmanuel Sanders last week only from pure volume. I figured that the team was going to be behind, so that's why it went that way. You idiots. All right, never mind. Uh, Zachary's on paper is bad, bad matchup. Uh, five or fifth overall DVOA against the tight end, first overall. They haven't really faced a true stud tight end. Now, you, some people would say, well, they, they win against Noah Fant. Oh, fuck that. That's a, that's a fucking rookie. That, that's, that's nothing. Um, so, I think if you're going to use one guy from the Eagles passing game, I'm probably going to just pay for Zach Ertz. I want to put him in the MVP spot. Although it would be interesting to put him in the MVP spot considering the fact that considering the fact that he'll get targeted a lot. So maybe on DK he might fit in fit in there. Um, defense actually probably wouldn't be too bad. Packers give up the 19th most points to opposing defenses. And that is of some interest to me there. Um, although that's going to call it, that's going to be Totally trusting fumbles um, from either sacks or uh, uh, from the running backs in general. The offensive line, the offensive line, the Eagles actually matches up pretty well. Defensive line, they're a lot better in the running game uh, than they are in the passing game. Hold slight advantage in the passing game. They have a really big advantage in the rushing game. So, um, outside of Ertz, I'm probably going to use one of the running backs. I may just make a stable lineup or a static lineup with five of the guys and then just switch out the running backs for the three. I don't know. It's quite possible. Although, I, I wouldn't hate anybody for. Maybe just saying, fuck it, let's go Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders together. Because the Eagles are going to score in this game. It's just a matter of how they're going to do it. If they get it to goal line, they're probably going to trust Howard before they're going to trust Sanders since he's got the fumbling, the fumbling issue. Uh, from the Packers' side, I should start with the old line. They're better. They stack up better against the Eagles' defensive front in the passing game. They, it's just like the Eagles in the running game. They're clearly dominant, and then they hold a slight advantage in the rushing game. So, But uh, I'm not really going to look towards the running backs this week. I think that's where the mistake's going to come in because they're going to see 
They're going to see that the Eagles are fourth best against the run. Um, but I have a feeling everybody's going to look at the uh, running backs in the passing game and see that 28th, 28th uh, overall uh, DVOA against running backs in the passing game. And the Packers are truly, or the Eagles are truly giving up only the fifth mul- or the fifth fewest points. Uh, 15.9 on FanDuel and 18.9 on DK uh, as a whole for the group. So that's not really some place that I want to attack. Where I really want to attack is you're going to lock in Aaron Rodgers this week. I mean, fuck it if you can't take a joke. Uh, the... The thing that pissed the thing that really pissed me off last week with the Stafford pick, and this is this is the reason why I went with Stafford, was because the Eagles are completely weak in the secondary as long as you can keep the pass rush off you. Um, and I understand that you have to run, but there was times where it was just like, why the fuck are you running and not just completely passing? Now the, mis- the miscommunication between uh, Stafford and Galladay was bad. Um, Detroit getting up ahead was 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 kind of a a really bad thing. So I mean, could it happen again this week? It's quite possible. I mean, Aaron Jones had a shoulder issue last week. That's why he lost some carries. Now, if I expect the Packers to get up ahead, does that mean that Rodgers keeps passing? That's the only thing that would sway me towards going Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. Um, I mean, Jamal Williams would be the healthier guy. He'd be more included in the passing game. And now I'm talking myself into where everybody else is going to go. Or is everybody else going to go there? Because everybody's going to want to use Devonta Adams against Ronald Darby. Rodgers and Adams have not shown the connection yet, but they have to go off at some point. You have to believe that. Uh, DVOA is 20th. 20th against wide receiver one. It's just an awesome matchup. I don't know if we can fade that one. I can almost fade Rodgers. can almost. If I don't believe that there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored in here. But you really want the double dip. So if we believe that Adams is going to go off, or quite possibly go off, MVS has a good matchup. Uh, against Jones, I believe it's Sidney Jones, um, 23rd overall. Um, and then Geronimo Allison, 10th overall against wide receiver plus. That would usually include your slot guy. But the Eagles give up. But the third most points, 
39.6 on FanDuel and 50.9 on DraftKings. So if you go into the if you go into this game, if you look at last week, if you say that Adams is gonna pull a Galladay, you could just go with MVS in this matchup. Say, okay, Rogers is going to get one or two passing touchdowns. Probably not going to get the yards. You're not going to get a yardage bonus, but that's not a big deal because Rogers is basically going to be owned, you know, across the board. So the question really is are you going to use Rogers? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're just stuck using him. Your choice is going to be, is going to come between Adams or MVS, or Adams and MVS. Um, with people, I think, kind of looking at the wide receiver plus uh, statistic with Allison, Jay Coomer is questionable. If he doesn't play, then I might go more Allison because that's the Maddox uh, matchup that I love. That's kind of the, one of the cornerbacks that you want to attack every week. Not real high on tight ends. Fourth best against the tight ends. Uh, 13th, so about mid-range with the tight end points. Now, you can make a case here, too, that if you're fading one of Adams or, or MVS, that you could put Jimmy Graham in there uh, to get kind of a cheap touchdown, but he really has not looked good at the beginning of the year. So if you're going to use Jimmy Graham, you're specifically doing it just to try and vulture a touchdown. Am I saying it's a good idea? No. Could you do it? Sure. He's cheap. He'll fit in the lineup. And then... Last but not least, we have the Packers defense. Uh, you can go the same route as as with the Detroit Lions. Nineteenth, nineteenth most, or yeah, nineteenth most points. Not nineteenth most points. Uh, it's a rating of nine. It's a rank of nineteen. So there's eighteen worst defensive matchups this week. 9.67 points allowed to opposing defenses do the Philadelphia Eagles do. So I think that's one spot that we're going to have to enter in here. Please don't. No, we're not playing this shit. So Packers defense, 4,800. Let's put them in a flex spot. We're really going to need to decide who's going in our MVP spot. Um, for right now, I'm probably not going to put in Rodgers a little bit too much. Um, I'm going to make this one an MVS. And we're going to say the MVS goes off. So 7,600. MVS. We're on DK right now. So 11.4. Which leaves us 7,600 per player. So we need to figure this out. Now, we're going to take a shot on a running back. 
So, I mean, in the passing game, take a look at Sanders actually statistically. I want to see what his receptions have been every game. He had one. One in week one, three in week two, and two in week three for 76 yards. And I had two fumbles. He lost one. He had 13.6 PPR points. Let's see what Darren Sproles said. Darren Sproles should be a lot less. Darren Sproles. Game log. Game log. But he hasn't been really targeted too much. Really hasn't been doing anything. He had nine rushing attempts in week one. That was against a weak Redskins front. Mm, mm, mm. That's what we need. We get a weak Green Bay front, too. He's not getting the targets, though. That's, that's one of the main things I see there. I forgot to actually look at Miles Sanders' carries. Game on. 11 carries week one, 10 carries week two, 13 carries week three. Ran at a four, 4.1 clip against Detroit. Uh, Jordan Howard do. 11 for 37 and one. Target, targeted three times week one, once each of the other two weeks. So, against a good front, or a decent front, actually, all these haven't been all that good. Week one, he had six carries for 44 yards, which was 7.3 yards per carry. So, but, I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta, you ran eight times for 18 yards. And against Detroit, it was last week, it was 11 attempts for 37 yards. Now he did get the touchdown. But he had one carry for a log of 11, so he wasn't very, very sturdy in that role. Sanders had a log of 14. God, there's just so much more upside out of Sanders than there is out of Jordan Howard. Ugh. I would have put Sanders in there for right now. Now, the thing of it is, too, is like you can put a couple of these running backs in here and just go for straight yardage. It's probably not a bad thing. I'm looking at Jimmy Graham right now. He was only targeted once against Denver, once against Minnesota. Three times against Chicago, that's where he gets touchdown. I think people are going to gravitate to him. And we find another cheap guy. See what the Eagles defense has been doing up per week. Can't be all that good. <laughs> Had three interceptions against uh, Matt Ryan in week two. That's not going to happen. Boy, they are really not getting at the quarterback, though. They only have two sacks. And it's against two actually not very good lines. One 
with Atlanta and Washington. Wow. Passing yards per game, 370, 310, 201 in order. Rushing yards per game, 28, 57, and 86. Hmm. Interesting. So they've gotten, they've given up progressively more yards, yards as we've gone. They haven't hit. Hmm. 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 So, with an MPS in there. If we're going to try and get Ertz. Now, let's take a look at the running backs here. Let's start with, and this is for the Packers, Aaron Jones at 9K. Game log. 13-23, and then he had the bum shoulder last week, so he had 10 rushes for 19 yards. Two touch. He had the two touchdowns, though, and he had a pass reception. That's what really saved his ass. He went off against Minnesota. So he has potential in bad matchups. And he do much against Chicago. It's when they play in that more up I don't know why they don't play more in an up-tempo scheme. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, looking at Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams, five rushes for zero yards in week one. That's against the Bears. Nine for 28, 3.1 against Minnesota. So he didn't really do all that well. Three receptions for four yards. Minnesota's really good against the running backs, so they get a touchdown. So he was getting goal line stuff. Uh, Denver, he was 12 for 59 yards. That was a 4.9 clip. Caught both of his targets for 27 yards. Whoa. Huh. I'm actually thinking of maybe using Williams. Now, this is if you want to pay up for, say, Zach Ertz, though. Yeah. So if you use MVS and the MVP, Packers defense, Aaron Rodgers, Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, you can actually go up to Devontae Adams. Now, how many targets? How many targets is he getting? Four for eight for 36, week one. Seven and nine for 106 and week two. He owns Xavier Rhodes. Owns him. Uh, and then week three, he was four for four for 56 yards. I think that's a pretty good secondary, though. I respect the Denver secondary. I respect Chicago secondary. So against secondaries that we really deem beatable, Adams needs to be owned. Yeah, I'm going to have to put Adams in there and pull Williams out. What's that going to leave us with? 
you fifteen hundred bucks. Ugh. Ugh. Jordan Howard just I don't think is gonna be used as a claim from behind last week. It's be a lot easier if Geronimo Allison was definitely viable here. No targets week one, four targets in week two for twenty-five yards and a touchdown. Lost a fumble. Denver is targeted three times from last one. So he's not really he's not really our guy because MVS. MVS. Four receptions on six targets for fifty-two. Uh, three receptions for five on five targets for nineteen and we two six receptions uh, on ten targets, ninety-nine yards, and a touchdown week three against Denver. Yeah, I think you gotta use scant scant length. I don't know how cute we really want to get here. Now you could go with the kickers in here, too. Could go with a guy like Jake Elliott. See how he's doing. He's made all his field goals. Extra points. Made all of his extra points. So... Check the Philadelphia injuries here real quick. It's gonna be a big deal. If they got anybody hurt along that offensive line. Oh, hold on. Ronald Darby is out. How did that not catch that? Yeah, you're yeah, uh uh yeah, you're playing. You're playing Devonte Adams in all your lineups. Ronald Darby is out. That means they've got to move Jones and Maddox. I gotta go to Ireland. I gotta see who else is here then, because it was a good matchup before. Better matchup even now. Oh my god. Can I get my NFL depth charts now? Thank you. Thank you, our lads. Our lads, your lads, everybody's lads. There we go. Philadelphia Eagles. Depth chart.
That should bring up Rasul Douglas, who is Rasul Douglas. Yeah, so that's going to make the two outside guys really viable and hard to get off of. So yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We could probably use Elliot against the Packers. Kicker, if you don't think that they're going to score many points. That's going to bring down Ernst's ownership. Yeah, because it's Jones against Scantling. Darby being out with single or Douglas. Actually rated a little bit better than Ronald Darby. Why would you have him in there? Hmm. And he's a little bit better ratings. But, uh, definitely employ. Definitely. Sanderson. Tom Elliott. Don't usually like to use kickers, but I think it's definitely viable. I wonder if a lot of people are going to go to JJ or Sega Whiteside. He's only 1800 Just producing nothing. Matt Collins is down there, too. is interesting. Been involved with the offense a little bit more. Five receptions on eight targets for 50 yards. Four receptions for on seven targets for 62. 10.2. Yeah, Atlanta, that would have been a win. Hmm, 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 hmm. Detroit game one, that's when Jeffrey not in the game. Oh, did he not play against Atlanta? Two hundred 
really have to come down. You almost have to put in like a Mac Hounds, somebody like that in your MVP slot. If you wanted to have three guys, if you wanted to have Adams and MVS, you'd have to have them in there. Say we don't use MPS in there. Well, Sanders, okay, so 8,600. So I just have Packers, Rogers, Miles Sanders, and Devontae Adams. So I'm going to put Aguilar, or not Aguilar, um, Jeffrey, 8,200, and a regular slot. That leaves us 9K. 9K. For your MVP spot, you'd have to either put Jamal Williams, Jordan Howard, which is actually intriguing. Graham, you could put Allison in there. He'd only be 6,300, so you could make a lineup with Allison. In the MVP slot, Packers, Rogers, Sanders, Jeffrey, and Adams. Remaining salary of twenty seven hundred, so we'll kinda of get it off off the rails here. I don't hate it. I'm gonna put it in there. I don't know how many people are gonna use wide receivers. Alright, so let's see here. Put many flags we're gonna put Aaron Rodgers. for MVP. Don't have to pay anything else. Pay anything more. So I got Adams and Rogers in there that I won't grab FanDuel. We're going to have to put five in there. So 10-3, 31,000. Do we have Dallas Goddard is back for this week, so I'm sure they're going to try and incorporate him in offense. So I think he's viable, but I don't know if I really like it. Because I think he's, he came back last week, didn't he? There, you only got one target though. Only got three targets in one. Mm. Yuck. Oh, Matt Collins, Jake Elliott. Okay, so we can use the kickers in here if we need to save some money. So, check with Miles Sanders in here. 
Alshon is more than Zachary. It's about five hundred dollars. I wonder if I drop from Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard would save a grand. Sanderson there, losing a 10k. versus the Eagles. 22, 8 points game. Kicker versus Packers. 3.67. Oh my god, you'd almost be better off just using Mason Crosby. Keep that one in mind. I'd be better off just using Mason Crosby. Watch just Crosby. Uh, you're going to have to drop 
you'd have to drop off Adams and Rogers if you wanted to get up in there. Aguilar is the most expensive. Oh, the Philly wide receivers. I probably won't go there. That's just me. That's just me. Take a look at it. Play it around with it. I've named off a couple of players. A bunch of players that I kind of like that are, I think are viable. I don't think I'm going to stack two running backs out there. I think I'm going to make I think I'm going to make a stand on Sanders and say that they get back to it with him uh, in in this matchup, especially he's going to have the upside and he's got the numbers for it. So, Packers side for passing. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to have Rodgers, especially I think more on FanDuel. There's something I don't like over here. So, I don't think you have to have Rodgers. But it just makes sense to have them in there considering that they can get the secondary. And if he gets a couple of touchdown passes, especially if you're stacking, if you want to stack Adams and MBS, you have to use Rodgers. So if you're only going to use one of the wide receivers, you do not have to use Rodgers, um, especially if you're using like one of the running backs for the Packers. Like Jones and Williams, I'd probably actually see to take the savings on Williams and use him. If they're going to split, I doubt Aaron Jones is over that shoulder injury on a short week. So, but I would definitely have, I would have the Packers defense. And uh, I actually don't hate the Eagles defense. So, if you want to save some, if you want to save some money on DK, money on DK, you can use both the defenses and just wire them up with a couple of the studs in there. Um, my lean if you're going one defense is going to be the Packers going against a weaker offensive line as a whole so that's my two cents I know it probably is a little bit boring at least for the putting together rosters there but I'll leave it there and uh, good luck let me know so you
laughing at me. I wish I could brush my teeth with it. I want to put my dick in it. I wanted to put its dick in me. I wish it were winter. We could make it into ice blocks and skate on it. And then melt it in the springtime and drink it. <laughs>